Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Oh, yeah, that's what we're talking about here, still in the live. It's big old Monday night, getting the show back on his track. You know what, guys, a lot of things that's happening in the NFL, and one of the things that's happening is the big, big resigning of Dick LeBeau. Dick LeBeau is huge and still a folklore, and to see this guy go has been something to be reckoned. It's going to bring, like, huge reverberations all over the place in still a nation. Big old, let's talk a little bit about big... You know, on his thing. Well, let me tell you, Big Tiz. Hi, Big O here, Steel Nation Live. Go to our website, www.steelnationlive.net. Check us out on the video side, see our handsome faces. Um, going back to our roots, doing the radio. But like, like you said, Big Tiz, big, huge news, other than the fact that we did not advance in the playoffs, the resigning of Dick LeBeau. And the thing that, you know, gets to me, it's, it's, there's a big emphasis on the resigning, not the retiring, which we all know. That Dick was not left in his tank, even though 77 years old, born in September 9th, 1937, before he even thought of. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Steelers, 1933. But, anyways, Dick LeBeau, 16 seasons with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I tell you, for the first time, Big Tiz, next season, 2003, Dick LeBeau will not be pacing the sidelines of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, and uh, uh, released a statement. And I'm pretty sure we all, you know, adhere to this. We want to thank Dick for his many ser- years of service with the team and all that he's done for his organization. Uh, his coaching and led us to successful seasons and championships. We are very appreciative of his efforts, and we wish him well. That's from Mike Tomlin. A lot of, lot of history with Dick LeBeau. Exactly. Yeah, you know, well, like I said, this guy, he's coached in one phase or another here in the NFL for probably about 50-plus years, and you got to give kudos to a guy like that. This guy, the defensive schemes that he has set in the Pittsburgh have been, you know, looked at and have been done by teams in the NFL. Actually, probably over 50% of the teams in the NFL running Steeler-based defenses out there. You know, um, Arizona out there. They've gotten better, actually, off of running that 3-4 uh, deep with the Steelers run, and a lot of his run by main guys is coming right out of Pittsburgh. So, like I said, Dick LeBeau, his foundation, his creditation, everything that this guy stood for while he was in Pittsburgh has come to light, and it's coming to light in the NFL in a big way. 
we also okay. know that who are on the site, we, we see your, your guys that's texting on the board. We also see we got phone calls that's in waiting. So, you know, we're going to jump to you guys because we want to get your feedback and get your feeling about what you feel about things just going on in Pittsburgh and, you know, maybe even some other things in the NFL, Big O. Yeah, also, Dick LeBeau had also released a statement saying that I'm resigning the position, not retiring. I had a great run in Pittsburgh. I'm grateful for all the things that have happened to me and thankful for all the support I had in Pittsburgh. And also, he wanted to add that it's time to take a break. Now, is he going to move? move I mean, he's a hot commodity out there, Big Tiz. You know this. There, I mean, there's teams just drooling right now to pick him up. And, well, I mean, I'm not really a betting man. I'm pretty sure he's going to end up with the Arizona Steelers. <laughs> pretty much what it is. Like I said, they they run the same formations that the Steelers run, and basically they're run by, um, you know, an ex-Steeler. So, like I said, it would make sense for him to get picked up by them, and I could see it going in that way. And like I said, with him being picked up, a lot of the things that's going to happen with the Steelers is the fact that now the Steelers have to be in in a hot pursuit, hot search for the next predecessor of Dick LeBeau, and like I said, he's not a easy. He's not easy shoes to fill. You know what I mean? No. So you guys got to wrap your head around that, and a lot of things is happening. Well, well, not to make excuses about this season, uh, Big Tiz, but um, uh, the, the, he had a lot to deal with 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 injuries, and he tried to make it work with, with what he had, but with a banged up secondary allowing 253 yards per game. This, this is per game. This is not. We didn't play Peyton Manning. Yet. Every, or, or Brady or, or Aaron Rodgers, but, but I mean a lot of stuff that you have to deal with in the playoffs with what he had. That's just that's just amazing. But you know it's just you you, you don't want to stop there. You want to go on. But with with what he had to work with, I think he did an amazing job. You know what? Actually, you know what? We I'm gonna step to the board because I want to get some feedback and some info from just some um, Steeler fans out there. People are feeling right now about. You know the uh, resigning of uh, Dick LeBeau. So we're gonna start right now. We're gonna hit one of the calls out there. Uh, I don't know if you know. We got you live online, Big Tiz. Live, where we got you on the phone. I don't know if you can hear us. This is Big Tiz. How you doing tonight? There. Doing good. How about yourself? All right. Where you calling from? Uh, Wheatfield, Indiana. All right. All right. So tell me your thoughts, and what do you think about the Steelers with this whole situation with Dick LeBeau moving on and uh, resigning? Do you think it was something that was, you know, burnt bridges in-house, or are you feeling just it was that time to move on? Well, it, 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 it's two-edged. You know, you you think maybe it's time for a different voice, but at the same time, a legend's moving on. And you hope that it comes in-house with the money that they've paid Kevin Butler for that continuity. Now, do you, do you think Kevin Butler being in-house and, and, and doing the schemes and pretty pretty much living the same style uh, defensive Dick LeBeau, and it's obviously not what we talked about, you know, um, the working with what we have, injuries and, and rookies and, 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 I don't know, veterans who need to go, but do you think Keith Butler would be a good fit? I think for the fact that he knows the system, but I think what's going to be important is if he tweaks. He doesn't try to be Dick LeBeau. He has to be Kevin Butler and tweak what he has to the talent that he has available to him. I think it's important that he remembers that, and I I think he'll do all right. 
But obviously, if there's somebody out there that that can get the job done, that may be better suited than Kevin Butler, then you have to go for it. Right. And, and stay with us, caller. Uh, big Tiz and I together, we we got our top five people we'd like to see uh, on the sidelines there with uh, Todd Haley and Mike Tomlin. That'll be later in the show. So just uh, where, uh, who are we talking to, sir? Uh, this is Steel Rain from Pittsburgh Sports Forum. Uh, that's what we thought. Mr. Steel Rain, while you have the mic, why don't you let the folks out at home in Rochester and, you know, pretty much worldwide right now, are, what your organization is about, how people get involved in Steel Rain? Well, what we're about is the place where Pittsburgh sports fans can come and chat without the fear of being uh, mistreated, so to speak. Uh, you see that on a lot of, a lot of other uh, message boards and blogs. Uh, and we're about looking at things objectively. I mean, it's easy to get emotional and you blame, you know, Tomlin, you blame LeBeau, you blame... It's it's about being, like I say, objective. It's about uh, being logical, if that, make, if, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. Now, how how do people sign up for this and how do how do people uh, get involved in, with uh, your form? Uh, go to www dot pghsportsforum dot com, and uh, you can sign up there. Once you do sign up, you're going to get an activation email, and once you click on that, uh, you're good to go. Now, are there any fees associated with this joining this club or forum? Uh, there's no fees at all. Beautiful. Uh, Beautiful. Come, come in and uh, join in the conversation, and uh, uh, we we like new perspectives and new viewpoints. Keeps things fresh. Yeah, and this this is Big Tiz on Still Nation Live, uh, Steeler. I mean, you know, the thing about it is we we were perusing your site, looking around on there. Pretty nice site. So any of you guys who want to check them out, you know, a lot of Steeler information on there. They don't just cover, like, uh, Steelers. They cover all Pittsburgh sports. And it looks like you're doing the Penguins, the Pirates, and just coming right out of Pittsburgh. So, like I said, much kudos, much needed uh Add it to the you know the Steeler Nation family, and you know you guys got to go out and check out Steeler Rain. Steeler Rain, I mean, you know what you on the show for a while as well. You know, here at the Nation family, and um, we also wanted to know, you know, with the Steelers, we're gonna pass this by you, but with this, you know, in search of a new def- defensive coordinator, and the fact that the Steelers need this guy, so because we got it right now, but what do you think? Of- the process of still staying with the three four, what they did with Dick LeBeau, or is it time for the Steelers just to, you know what, let's revamp, let's start over, and let's go back to the four three to help with the transition of us trying to get new defensive backs. You know, right now are having problems covering the receivers from different teams. Do you think that could be something that could be down in the future for the Steelers to go right to the four three? You know, you know, I I tend to agree with that just for the simple fact I remember as a kid coming off the Chuck Noll era from the 4-3 and going to the 3-4. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, you can't do this. You're breaking away from tradition. But, you know, that's what you need to do. And if you have the talent and and you're better suited to run the 4-3, that's what you have to do. Exactly. I agree totally with you, Big O. What are your thoughts? I think, you know, with the, it's great that we have these uh, drafted these young uh, linebackers that have speed and can cover. But... It's fine if you're covering tight ends or whatnot, but if you're not putting that pressure on the 
quarterback, leaving your 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 de- defensive backs susceptible to to guys who should be running around. If there's no pressure on the quarterback, you're you're, you're not going to win uh, games. And it, and it improved this season. Two hundred fifty three yards a game averaged. That's that's ridiculous. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And it, it was a sad thing to see because you looked at a uh, a secondary. They had some young guys. We're trying trying to make a bench in this secondary for the Pittsburgh Steelers and the fact that we do have some guys, you know, who we're going to discuss later. I don't even know that's going to be there next year. And the fact is, like I said, like historians like uh, Troy Potomalo, who knows if he's going to be there next year. So you got to put guys back there. And you don't want these guys sitting on an island by themselves, still Lorraine. So the big thing is you got to put that pressure. And I think the 4-3 would help with that. You, just like Flacco beat us in that last playoff game, you know, Flacco, to me, he's a K quarterback. Is he upper yeah, echelon? I, I, me, myself, I don't think so. Maybe I'm saying that because I'm a Steeler fan. But no, he's, he's nowhere. <laughs> but it was the fact that he did beat us, and it was the fact that he didn't have much pressure. Steeler Rain, what do you take on that with the, the last game? versus? Oh, I, I totally agree. Because in the month leading up to it, the amazing thing was seeing the pressure they were getting from the D-line without having to blitz. And then, obviously, like you said, your cornerbacks aren't hanging out there for three and four seconds. Makes it easier on them. And the fact that uh, going into that game, that's what I figured would happen. You know, you had Tuitt and you had Hayward that were getting that pressure. And uh, it it gave you a good feeling. And then you you see what happens. They got no pressure, and we got torched. Right. Now, in a couple couple months, we have – Right, we, we we have the NFL draft coming up in a couple months. Uh, we pick, I believe, twenty second. Who do you see the Steelers grabbing in the first round? We don't have to pick names, but well, let's go with position. Steeler Rain, who do you think this or what position do you think the Steelers for in the first round? I say they have to go cornerback, even if it's uh, a slight reach. You have to develop somebody young in case Cortez Allen doesn't bounce back. I believe he will, but, yeah, you got to go corner. Right. Um, what do you think about as far as uh, Ben, his his, uh, his his injury, his non-injury, him, him not playing the Pro Bowl, and what do you think as far as getting a quarterback in this draft? Me, I think Landry is our future uh, after seeing what he has not been able to provide. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you don't know how much time Ben has left. Uh, when he starts getting knee injuries and and, and as you get older, they're going to linger. You have to uh, – I think they got to start developing a, a quarterback now. Uh, and and, and you got to go – you go back to Terry Bradshaw. They had the chance to draft Dan Marino. They had Cliff Stout on the roster thinking, well, he's the future. You can't make that mistake again because as as they've proven with Ben, I think you need a franchise type of quarterback to win a championship in this league, and, and you got to take that serious and deal with it rather sooner rather than later. Right. We we live like 65 miles east of the Buffalo Bills. In fact, the Buffalo Bills training camp is right here in Rochester, New York. And you, you right there, you can look at the Buffalo Bills in their past, I don't know, five to ten years with not drafting quarterbacks, and they're pretty much one quarterback away from, from advancing and, and going deep into the playoffs. And we do not want to be uh, a, a Buffalo Bills. Team a lot of a, a lot of parts to, to to win that seventh Super Bowl, but you're thinking now about the future in in in, uh, in taking these young quarterbacks and drafting them. What do you got? Well, uh, 
Yeah, I think you're correct on that. And that's the thing with the Steelers have to, in this draft, they got to find somebody who they can eventually start to mold. You know, just like what Green Bay actually did with, uh, you know, with Brett Favre. They actually had uh, the quarterback they have now, which is uh, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers, like I said, this guy, he, he sat on the bench for two to three years, maybe even almost four years behind Favre, and they have to get someone like that, and they have to mold this guy behind Ben because, like you said, still a rain. Ben isn't getting he isn't getting any younger, and right now sometimes you can see his money. and decision making at times. For myself, me myself watching the game, I can see what it seems to be lacking at times. And the fact is, I don't know if that's because of the the certain defensive schemes he's not used to seeing, but it just seems like it's going that route. Still a rain. I don't know what is your thought on that process with. The Steelers probably trying to get a quarterback higher in the draft. Yeah, like I said, I would definitely like to see that happen. If not this year, next year at the latest. And you're right; they're throwing a whole bunch of different looks at Ben, and, and a lot of times it looks like it's catching him off guard. And you know the way defenses are going now, uh, they're trying to stay ahead of offenses. And like I said, I love Todd Haley's offense is basically keeping Ben healthy, helping to keep him healthy. But uh, you need somebody that's coming up that can adapt to these new offenses and uh, carry on what Ben started. All right. Now, you mentioned Todd Haley. What are your thoughts of that uh, contract extension not being too uh, publicized? Do you think that was your trend, or is it just because of Dick LeBeau and his resigning is more uh, more marketable? Uh, news than Todd Haley being. I would say, yeah, they didn't want to show uh, show uh, LeBeau's resignation up, keep it quiet. And, and and I had questions about, like you were discussing earlier uh, at the beginning of the show, it almost sounded like LeBeau was forced out. And then you read, I guess Ian Rappaport came out with a report that said the Steelers were caught by surprise. But uh, I, I think the couple... Well, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't trust anything Ian Rappaport says because <laughs> he he tweeted not too long ago, and I brought this. I, I think I woke Tiz up in the middle of the night. That Ian Rappaport tweeted that um, the Steelers and you remember this, this the Steelers and the the 49ers were talk, talking about a coach swap between Tomlin and uh, Jim Harbaugh. I don't know if you ever caught that or heard anything about that um, where you're at, but when I when I saw that tweet, I, I called. Picked his up. Like, Are you kidding? What do you know about it? We we couldn't find anything in, in into it. So evidently, he's living in his own little dream world. That ain't in Pittsburgh, buddy. Hey, still a rain, big tiz. We wanted to tell you, you know, again, thanks again for coming on the show. You know, much love. We here in Still Nation Live. We love the show. Love the there and the fact, still a rain. What I'm gonna do online with you right now? I just want to get your. Uh, your address to your website again. I can uh, put it out there on the message. I can see it, hit it, and go check you out. And um, give, could you give this to us again here? Yeah, sure. It's www.pghsportsforum.com. And if anybody out there is interested in blogging, we got a place for you. Uh, just sign up, and we'd be happy to have you. Uh, we, we're looking for as, as much new and original content as we can get. All right, Steel Rain, before you go, all right, we want to okay. thank you very much for calling in, number one. 
and uh, being a part of this great Steeler organization. But my question to you, sir, is I'm sure you watched uh, uh, many this weekend, um, and I'm referring to the Dallas Cowboy Green Bay Packers game. Like every set. Your opinion, sir, catch or no catch? To me, that was a catch. As much as I hate to say it, as much as I can't stand the Cowboys, when you're, when each foot hits the ground three times, when you change your uh, the ball from your left hand to, uh, right hand to your left hand to try to stretch for the goal line, to me, that's a catch. And on any playground in the world, that's a catch. I agree with you. And, you know, uh, I am far from a Dallas Cowboy. <laughs> far from it. We're just waiting for Steeler Hater. We have a... Uh, uh, started our our show. We had uh, one caller, Steeler hater, diehard Cowboy fan. We waiting for him to call in. Uh, we haven't seen him yet. As we look at the board and there's I don't know, messages to us, could be him. We don't know, but we want to thank you so much, uh, Steeler Rain. We were we will push your website. We'll push your uh, whatever you got. It's 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 great. I'm so glad you called. Thank you very much. And uh, oh. Steeler Nation Live appreciates you. Well, you're welcome, and I appreciate the opportunity, and uh, we'll reciprocate uh, pushing you as well. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. You take care, buddy. Skull Steelers. I sure will. All right. Go Steelers. All right. There you have it, Steeler Nation fans. You know, there's a lot of things to talk about on the show tonight. It's our show. you all probably got about 35 minutes or so left. But one thing we actually talk about as well is literally about the, the way the season ended for the Steelers this year. You know, the Steelers, they, it was, there were a lot of questions that ended in that last game, you know, but the Steelers, they looked, looked times in this game, and it was just like, you know, the rest of the season went by inconsistency. And the last game versus the uh, the Baltimore Ravens. Big O, let's, let's, get, let's see some of the things like, exactly. We had a lot of football. We had some injuries in that last game that fell off against the Ravens. Yeah, we, we had a lot of things that – that didn't necessarily go right. A lot of things went wrong. And the the one thing that stands out, a lot of talk about Flacco being being a dominant quarterback. Now, you know, I don't want to talk negatively about him because he's a Raven. And and as I watched the Ravens play the Patriots, and this guy, he, he's, I don't know, I just, something about him, he, nothing gets this guy going. I mean, no matter what is going on in the game, this guy is cool as ice. And this is the only thing that I could attribute to his success in NFL. I mean, you're up by 14, now you're tied. You're up by 14, you're tied. I mean, the game's up, the game's down, and all this guy does is go back in the pocket and fall. I mean, nothing spectacular about this guy, but the one thing that, that sticks out for me reflects that nothing gets to him, no matter what. I don't know. It's the fact that Flacco's not that dominant of a player. It's the fact that in any NFL game, if there's no pressure, like we discussed earlier with Stillerain and between you know Big Tiz and Big O, if there's no you know pressure on a guy, that guy can sit back in that pocket and he can go all over the place. I don't care who it is. It can be from Trent Dilfer, Dilfer who I hate. Oh man! <laughs> not only can he not play football, he cannot commentate. I think you. You're better looking, Tiz, and I think you can That's do what I job. said, and I told my wife that, too. But the thing about it is, this guy can, can, you know, anybody, anybody back there without pressure can do what they want to do. You can pick any team apart, and this is the Steelers' problems right now. Ever since the loss of players like Casey Hampton and different things like that for the Steelers, is 
been hoiked with the pressure up the middle. And, and that's one of the actual key things the Steelers have to address in this offseason. they got a lot of things they have to address, but that's one of the main things is pressure. And I think everybody in the Steelers organization sees it. Everybody hears it. They get it over the airwaves. Pressure, pressure, pressure. Pressure problems, pressure causes disruptions, and that's what the Steelers have to apply this season to a lot of QBs out there. Yeah, perfect example was uh, Peyton Manning. I mean, one of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history. You put your hand in his face, you get some pressure on him, and you, and you look. He folds. He folds like a cheap suit, and it doesn't. It doesn't help his case. Receivers who can't catch, who can't catch the ball. I mean, it's it's. It's unfathomable what these. I mean, when the bunch in the numbers, you got to catch it. You're you're getting millions and trillions of dollars, and you can't catch a football. I mean, this is playoffs. Playoffs? Exactly. Playoffs. And that's one of the things the Steelers got ousted from was the playoffs. But you know what? In going into this new season and and new things, the Steelers have to look forward to. Let's let's play this. Let's. Let's see who stays and who goes with, with the Steelers this year. A lot of you guys plug in your thoughts yeah. and, and agree with us, disagree with us. Is it, it's your thought. But the thing about it is, you have players like Troy Palomalo. Big O, what, what's your thoughts on Palomalo next year or not? Well, Troy Palomalo is like one of the cornerstones of the defense. Has he lost a step? I do believe he lost a few steps. But I think, Big Tiz, I think. One more year, one more year to, to see what he can do. I think um, healthy Troy Palomalu, um, a contained uh somebody who's not going to be, uh, what do you say, a vigilante out there doing his thing. I think once you get him in a controlled editor, I think Troy Palomalu is, is going gonna, is gonna to be here. He's, he's going to do a good job for the Steelers next. And with a new defensive coordinator... You know, uh, Dick LeBeau, father figure, grandpa, whatever. Like, you learn more, you absorb more, you know, I like that. Not only because of his stature, but because he's been in the league. He knows what's going on. You know, he he, he played the game. He was a defensive coordinator for many years. He was a head coach for 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 years. Well, so, does, does he go? I think he stays. I believe he Stay for the thing about it is, like I said, Palomaro. But the thing is, Palomaro has to learn to play his position. He's an older player now, so Palomaro his position and not take those gambles. What what he has done as when he was a younger player, you know, things happen. We all age, we lose a step, you know. And I mean, for him, losing a step might not be as bad as one of those other guys, but he's losing a step. So you got to stay on top of these these bigger receivers and these faster receivers. So the thing for Palomala would be to come back I think and we play. Keep him. I, okay. agree. I agree. We, we keep him. All right. Next item. Next, next item. Next player up for bid would be Jason World, outside linebacker, Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, the Steelers have a big decision with Jason World because because this play really hasn't hasn't earned him a big fan extension. Uh, he was sure to get paid on an open market. Pittsburgh were very happy with his eight sacks, eight sacks in 2013. But the Steelers wanted to see more big tests. So that's why they offered him that one-year contract, the transition tag, I, I might add, for 9.8 to see what he can do. But big tests, the goal was to let Worlds earn that new extension. But unfortunately, seven and a half sacks this year, 
And when you start 16 games, Big Taze, you only have seven and a half stacks, that is not a good way to get a raise from the Steelers. I mean, if 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 we're worlds again this year, he's going to have to drastic pay cut. I say we cut him. You know what? I say we cut him as well. You know what, Steelers fans, I don't know what your thoughts or what your position is on this. I, I believe a lot of people would probably think to cut him. I mean, it's a big price tag for a guy, to me, that's not really producing the way he should be producing. So I say cut him. We got other, we got other issues out there. You got Brett Kiesel. Is Brett Kiesel coming back next year? I don't think so. With his injury, I think this is this is his time to, uh, to, to hang his hat. What I do think, I think Brett Kiesel, I don't, I don't picture his pretty com, uh, commentating games. I think he's going to be a great coach. I, I've got, obviously, he's got the age, but still, he is one of the main sack leaders of the Pittsburgh Steelers this year. Him and James, and it's funny, I should mention James Harrison because keep him or cut him, Tiz. I say, you know what? James Harrison, definitely keep the guy. The guy can mentor the younger linebackers coming in, and the guy still has that that's the guy shape. This guy should stay, even if it's for another year, because you can see the guy had five or six sacks this year, and that's only playing a limited time, you know, different positions all over the field. The guy is up later in his career, and he's still playing. That's what I mean. That's that's a player, and that's what LeBoa always said, that these guys – play Steeler football because they play 60 minutes, and that's just what Harrison is. He's a guy that plays 60 minutes. So I say keep him. And if Brett Keys can get back from his injury, you know what? Keep him and use a player. But if you could sign him for a little bit less money, that would help. There you go, Big Tiz. It's funny you should mention that. And, you know, we just talked about world. 17 games having seven and a half sacks. James Harrison started three games to his Three games he started, five and a half sacks, you called it. And, and the reason why the Steelers brought back Harrison was because um, uh, he, he, was, he needed, they needed help on the rotation outside linebacker. And this was the guy to do it. Harrison, you know, is importantly, like you talk about the leadership, the mentorship, this is what we need from, from Harrison. And like I said, three games starting, five and a half sacks, I say we keep him. But only stay, only stay if the money if the money is there. So I think we should keep him. If he if he accepts, you know, a low price tag because of the love of the Steelers and the love of the game, I think I think he stays. Now now here's a big one for you Steelers fans out there. You know, one of the ones he's been out there but not playing this year. Cortez Allen is Cortez. You know, this guy has had multiple issues issues during the year, bad coverage, or if not bad coverage, he's downfield, you know, pass interference and people. Yeah, I mean, what do you do with a guy like this? This guy has a lot of issues, and, you know, I'm not sure if he's even starting to have off the field as well that have to be addressed, but I know we have to figure out whether we're going to keep him or let him go. What do you think, Big O? Well, I tell you, there's two Allen's on the Steelers right now, and both aren't worth keeping. Uh, we got um, Will Allen and another one, um, just like uh, he'll be holding for a young uh, He was a primary backup safety, okay, and he showed diminishing skills. And and that's not a good way to keep your job, Big Tiz. 
Now, we got Shamarco Thomas that, I mean, seems he's working his way up, but I don't think he's ready, and, but he might have to step in. I don't think uh, Cortez or Will Allen will, will be here in a Steeler jersey next, next year. I caught him. Caught him both. Yeah, I'm, I'm in total agreement with you. I hate to say it, but like I said, the Steelers have to be progressive in their moves, especially if you're going to start at the top and you cut uh, legends like Dick LeBeau. You got to figure out, you know what, the Steelers are going to have to – you're going to have to make some aggressive moves. And if that takes a 5-10 season or 5-11 season or a 6-10 and 10 season, do what you got to do to turn things around and get better. Do it now. You know what I mean? Make that move now. Make that aggressive move now while, you know, the fans are coming that from you. So do that, and then you can progress and get better. And we, we talked earlier about, you know, Cornerback in the first round or, or drafting. Let's not forget about the cornerbacks we do have that do play the ball, and that's Antoine Blake. Now, now Blake is going to be a restricted free agent, which gives Pittsburgh a lot of leverage with him. Blake did a nice job when he stepped in and took over for uh, you know nickel cornerback role when Taylor went. Ike Taylor. We'll talk about him in a minute. Um, but uh, he assumed an even larger role on defensive end. You know. And, and played much better than expected. As the restricted fielders can make an offer to Blake, one high enough that a team should make, you know, or that should a team make, you know, match the offer, being is, that it could potentially cost them a draft pick. Who wants them? But I think the Steelers are going to make Blake an offer, and rightfully so, and with McCain and the secondary needs bodies, and keeping McCain offers the team flexibility. Exactly, and that's what the Steelers re- need right now. Many younger, younger, they need the flexible players, flexible, you know, type of game and game scheme. That's what the Steelers need right now. But you know what? What right now we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna jump off the Steelers bandwagon. But before we do that, one of the ones I want to talk about before you know, should he stay or should he go? We want to touch base. Lastly, on Ike Taylor, which oh. we didn't, and we missed that one. <laughs> so you call that earlier? No. But Ike Taylor, I know a lot of people are saying out there. Cut him, let him go, want him around Pittsburgh, pack his bags, or whatever you want to call it. And you know what? I tend to agree. Because right now, Ike Taylor, I don't know if it's the fact that maybe he's trying to make up for some of the losses from um, Palomalo when Palomalo does his Palomalo-ish type things. But he is not producing, and he steadily and he steadily cannot keep up with echelon-type receivers. So... I say right now, while maybe you might be able to get something from him, I don't know. Or maybe right now is the time to cut our losses with Ike Taylor. Well, Big Tiz, it's never really easy the reality that an Ike can But Ike Taylor has Ike been a fixture with the Steelers secondary since making his way to the starting line back in 2005. I mean, the constant jokes about his inability to catch the football – it's going to be ever engraved in our minds. I honestly think Taylor finds, finds his way to a coaching position with the team. He's a part of the Steelers organization for many years. What I don't want to see is him out there in coverage getting torched by wide receivers. No, this is this is no good. Um, I, he, he gets caught. I'm sorry. Ike? You're done. <laughs> As you can see right now, the whole Ike situation has got him up in arms. You know, I agree totally. I need to be cut. So, you know, we, 
y'all agree, you know, hopefully across the board. So, but you know what, we're going to move on and we're going to jump onto some NL news from this weekend. And this weekend, there were a lot of huge games. Like we said earlier, the Dallas Cowboys went up, went down to Green Bay, lost that game 21-26. And in that game, you know, there was, uh, of course, the controversial call with the, uh, you know, as Brian, either he caught it or he didn't catch it, you know, either way, you know, plays into both sides. It plays into both sides where he, he looked like he caught it, which still rain uh, alluded to earlier, which was, I agree as well. But if you look at the, the rules in the NFL book, I can agree as well that if it continued through the play, that it, it looked like it. So, I mean, there's a lot of avenues to look at on just that one play from that game. Well, you know I, what I say, Big Taze, you live by the refs, you die by the refs. It, you know, the, the Lions game against the Cowboys, you know, had went the Lions' favor, would they have even won? We're never going to know. But anyways, you, you missed three penalties on one play that could have continued the drive for the deeper line that could have, you know, gave him the victory. We'll never know because it's, now it's it's come back to haunt them. Karma is a, what they say, Big Tiz, this is a family show, so we, we're we not going to try to <laughs> curse swear on um, what What are some stats that came out of that game with the, the Packers other than the Cowboys lost? Well, like I said, the Cowboys, they had 21 first downs compared to Green Bay 23. And uh, total total yards for the Cowboys, 315, which isn't bad, but the Green Bay Packers had 425 yards of offense. And if you look at the, uh, you know, the Tony Romo, 15 attempts, you know, completions, 19 attempts, 191 yards. Okay, you know what I mean? But the, but if you look at uh, Aaron Rodgers, a big comeback in the second half, 24 of 35, 316 yards, three, three touchdowns. And this guy did this with a bum leg. You know, so... Is it enough for him to muster to go on through the playoffs? I don't know. Like I said, I had the same injury, and I had to walk on a cane for a couple of weeks, you know, but I didn't have anybody, you know, basically shooting big tears up with some, uh, you know, yeah. some love juice to keep yeah. it, get him on the field. We know about that love juice. <laughs> but, you know, let's let's stick with the NFC. For, for, so I got the Packers going into the NFC Championship. Let's, let's continue with the NFC. Carolina Panthers versus the Seattle Seahawks there. In uh, Seattle, should the Panthers even been there? I don't. I don't. We had three teams from our division going with with winning record. That's the way it should be. I'm sorry. If you have winning records, you need to advance to the playoffs. You have a lose. I don't care if you win the division. Your your division's horrible. You suck with a winning re- with a losing record. You win the division. Big deal. All right. Next season, your season's done. We'll find so many. Games. But NFC, we have a hard time. I'm games, but anyways, uh, Carolina came into Seattle, definitely the underdogs, definitely not underdogs. Cam Newton still young, still has you know guys like six whatever. I mean, you you look at this guy and you think he's a defensive. This guy is huge, and he still has a lot lot of years to mature. He had a he had a horrible game. I mean, two interceptions, uh, twenty three for thirty six for two hundred and forty six yards, average. Average toss for Cam Newton was like not even seven yards, with a quarterback rating of seventy nine point two. Says you had you had a higher quarterback rating on your couch. Exactly, and that's the thing with Cam Newton. You, with Cam Newton, you never know what you're gonna get. You're gonna get like a box of uh, chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get. You're gonna get the good chocolate or the bad chocolate with this guy. And he's played like that all season. And granted, you know he went through uh, 
a crime happened, you know, in the latter half of the season, but still, there was pretty bad play on his part in this game, which uh, he's one of the main reasons why the Carolina Panthers are sitting at home. And um, in this game, the Seattle Seahawks prevailed, came out on top, you know, 31-17. And honestly, Big O, from the way things look and the way things are shaping up right now, I can actually see Seattle, who are going to be playing this upcoming weekend versus the Green Bay Packers, probably winning that game as well. And being the first team since maybe the the Steelers to repeat on their um, Super Bowl bids. Yeah, and and going back to the stats, I mean, Russell Wilson, you got to watch this guy. This guy is phenomenal, and he's gonna if he's he, if he can't beat you in the air, Big Tiz, he's gonna beat you on the ground. And you know, Russell Wilson really didn't have that much of a running game. He only had on the ground, but he only ran the ball like seven times because why? Why, Big Tiz? You why ask? He threw the ball for 268 yards. So I guess if you can throw the ball, you you don't necessarily have to run it. And he finished for 22 for 268. Yards, touchdowns, huge right here, big touchdowns, with a quarterback rating of 149.2. So he averaged out 149. Not bad. And when you control the game, when you're in Seattle, this is this is huge. Now, the Seahawks came out on top of this game huge. And sometimes it doesn't depict the game, but, but it did. I mean, uh, Cam Newton was just played. The coaching staff for the for the Panthers was out coached. It was just it was just like a maybe a warm up game. Uh, for the so when the Packers come to Seattle, that's pretty much what it's going to be. Well, on the flip side of the coin, on the AFC, you also had you know the Indianapolis Colts Denver and upsetting Denver at Denver, which was huge because Peyton Manning used to be an Indianapolis Colt. You know, didn't play so well in that game. Lo- actually, lost that game for those guys and. You know, there were a lot of things that were transpiring new from out of Denver, especially with John Fox being from his position as head coach for the for the Denver Broncos. You're fired. How is that? You're fired. And I don't understand. We talked about this early before the show, Big Tiz, and we're like, you know, scratching your heads. The Denver Broncos, you got Peyton Manning at the helm. How could you fire your head coach? And I'll tell you why. The Denver Broncos unloaded so much money to get these players, like the Marcus Ware, to to you know bolster the defense. To, so it's not all a Manning show. So I mean, just all the money spent, and now Peyton Manning's at the end of his you know time to pay Peyton. That's what it is. It's time to pay Peyton twenty one million. They owe him. All right, that's time to cut players, support all these people anymore, because what the main emphasis of the Denver Broncos was, we're going to win this year, and we're going to, we're going to buy a Super Bowl, pretty much, Red Sox for baseball, we're going to buy a champion. This is what Denver did, and, and it failed, epic fail, because they didn't expect uh, their severe Peyton Manning to get, get hurt, and he has a huge injury, I, I, I think it was bad. I think that's what the excuse. I mean, I think that's what the reasoning <laughs> was for his poor performance, and it could be so. But through colors shown, the game against Cincinnati. Like you alluded to, a Big Tiz, you put pressure on Peyton Manning. 
he's going to fail. And exactly. He, he failed miserably. And the Steelers, did, the Steelers did that to him in the uh, 05 playoffs when the Steelers went to the Super Bowl and won that against the Seattle Seahawks. They put constant pressure on Peyton Manning when he was with the Indianapolis Colts, and he buckled under that pressure. And that's exactly what the Indianapolis Colts did to Peyton Manning. Right. You know, I mean, all you have to do is look back and look back at film, and the same thing could be done to um, Tom Brady. They do not progress well under pressure, and Peyton Manning is even worse than Tom Brady under pressure. And the Steelers know that, and I'm pretty sure the Indianapolis Colts know that, and that's exactly what they brought was constant pressure on this guy. And it's like he's not a mobile quarterback for heavy pressure. It's not a well thing, and that's what Henderson was a big-time loss for the, for the uh, Broncos. I think maybe Peyton Manning had too much chicken parm, or maybe he's driving around in his new car with a new car smell, or maybe he's, I don't know what he's doing, Big Tins, the Omaha 50 set hike. I don't know. Get the football. Stop these commercials. But he's a pretty funny guy. But getting, staying with the AFC, getting, getting out of the uh, Denver and debacle, we turn, our, we turn our sights over to the Baltimore Ravens losing to the New England Patriots. However, however, Big Tiz, a lot of controversy early in this game. It looked like another Detroit Lions Dallas Cowboy game. We talked, we tweeted, we texted during the game. It was just like I almost didn't want to. I just wanted to turn the game off. I mean, with the Ravens up fourteen, they tied it. They're up fourteen again. Uh, Patriots tied it. Uh, none, you know, not to say the least. They ended up taking over, obviously, and winning this game. But not with the Big Tiz. Once again, the Harbaugh coming out. Accusing Bill Belichick of more shenanigans, uh, we might say, not tomfoolery, but shenanigans. Well, you know, Belichick is—he's used to that. I mean, he's done it all his, his career, and he's just—he's just a coach. I, I don't—I don't like the way he do things, but you know what? The guy does what he needs to win. You know, whether it's fair or not, and I don't agree with it, but you know, I mean. They're going to call for it. You know, even Brady's big fumble in, uh, against Oakland in the playoffs. Tuck rule, game. which was ridiculous. And even the tuck rule that that was the for and set for, he didn't even he wasn't even in a position to have the tuck rule, but made it up in that game. So, you know, the NFL has a lot of things to work on, especially with the referees. The referees right now, they're just they're – Deciding a lot of the outcomes on a lot of games, and that's not cool. That's not what fans like. That's not what a lot of players like. So, Big O, I, I think this, there's going to be a lot of ref schools going on. So, And it's not really not necessarily all the referees. I mean, it's just these key plays that are deciding games. And we're not talking games. We're talking big games. And we're talking plays that you're looking at, like, are these? These guys, same game, it's like, hey, ref, you're missing a good game here. What the heck was that call? I mean, not close plays. I mean, ridiculous plays. We we can all night, uh, the interference <laughs> against the Lions, the no call, um, running onto the field with your, with, without a helmet, yelling and screaming at the right. They know you're out there because you're yelling and screaming at them. No penalty. <clears throat> Face masking. Same three penalties on that play. Nothing called. You got, you got, now you got Dallas again on the other side of the ball. Was it a catch? Was it not? It was, it was a catch. Come on, people. We've been playing our life. If you're out there listening, you are definitely a football fan. You love football, and you can interpret it if you want. 
holy cow, that was a catch. Give the man, give the man his props. You know, as much as we hate the Cowboys, it was a catch. But getting to the game, Joe Flacco probably had his worst game ever, throwing, I believe it was two interceptions. Now, this kid is not throwing a touchdown in, like, since Jesus was born. In a and this kid comes in, and he throws a couple interceptions. Granted, the last one is, you know, threw it up and intercepted. Anybody could do that. But for him to go in with those stats is unbelievable. What about this earlier, Big Tiz, that What is with this quarterback? Why is he so good? Because he's top gun. Oh, yeah, yeah. Old yeah. school ice. Ice. This guy, nothing troubles this guy. He could be down by 30. What was it? Last year, when they were down to the Broncos, and they were losing by 35 points with eight seconds left. Something ridiculous. And they came back and they won that game. I think that was the year they won the Super Bowl. And I was like, are you kidding me? And this is ridiculous. But anyways, Joe Flacco, not necessarily a bad night. He, he did have four TDs, but those two interceptions were costly. 28 for 45 for 292 yards. With a, with a quarterback rating of 92. We're rounding off to 92. Tom Brady on the other side of the ball, Big Tiz, really didn't have that game. Um, average, you know, 367 yards. He threw about 50 times. Holy cow. What is he What is he playing? MLB? Is he a pitcher? What's going on here? Um, what a 99.3. We'll round it off to 99. Not really that Brady-esque, but he got the job done. Yeah, and like I said, you know, Brady does what he what he does. You know, he's a competitor. He's a crybaby. He matched up in, into that package. But you know what? He does what he has to do. I want to team versus uh, Brady ra- rather than some of the other players. I'd rather some play many other players than Brady. Because he is that type of player. He's a clutch player. He comes in. He's, he destroyed Pittsburgh time, and he's proven that he is. Uh, that top, you know, caliber quarterback. And, you know, is Ben there yet? I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I believe he is. I believe he is. Is is he is he better than Brady? I mean, that that's what makes it different. I I believe he is he is in certain instances, but not you know, total pack. He is number one. Let me lay it down on the line, Big Tiz. Taken into consideration, everything that Brady has done for the Patriots, everything that. That Ben's done for the Steelers. Who do I want in my foxhole with me when when it's less than a minute left to go in the game? We're down by five. We're deep in our own territory. What quarterback do I want under center? And that's and that's Ben Roethlisberger. I'm. You know what? You could slap me around. You could shoot me. You could say, Big O, you're drunk. No. With with the caliber type of quarterback that Ben is. I mean, you, you, you got You need a tank to bring this guy down, okay? You give this guy time, he's going he's gonna to make the accurate throw. This is the guy, the tough guy that I want under center. You can take the flashy Brady, you know, the hoity-toity, you know, pretty boy. That's great. He can do the job, but you know what? If, if my Super Bowl trophy depended on it, I want Ben Roethlisberger. And not just because I'm a diehard Steelers fan. I'm a football fan, too. And is the guy that I would have on my offense. 
Hey, like I said, well said, well said, Big O. You know what, guys? We also wanted to get out there. We got nine minutes left in the show, but we also wanted to let you guys know that our website, you know what, www.stillanationlive.net, and there you can uh, put pictures and uh, do different things on the website. There you'll see our bios of Big Tiz, Big O. That's and, me. Yep, and a lot of things we have to say for you guys, you can see it on there. And we want to see you guys. That's why we, we put a page up there where you put your Steeler picks, put on your best Steeler gear, wear it out, let us know what things are happening with you and what's happening with everything Steeler. Hey, we want to end the show with um, what we talked about, our top five picks that can possibly replace Dick LeBeau. Now, we're not talking about do the same job as the, maybe maybe we don't know but here are our top five now if you're at home listening and you don't agree or you have a coach that you think a uh, defensive coordinator you think may do a great job for the Pittsburgh Steelers call it in now our number five we have big tiz would would be Mel Tucker now it seems likely that Jacksonville Jaguars chose not to offer him a permanent job as head coach. But, you know, there's a lot of teams that are out there pursuing him, okay? He operates a two-gap style, 4-3, similar to the one favored by the man he replaced, Jack Del Rio. The Jaguars' defensive line is a solid and underrated unit. Okay, Big Tez? Now, Jacksonville secondary also made great strides, which we in. Okay, his direction of team of weakness to strength. Now, that's obviously, can we, can we agree upon that? That our weakness oh, yeah. is in the secondary. Okay, he's, he's very intelligent, Big Tiz. He's, he's, he's measured and conservative and would easily, easily solidify a, a, a unit guilty of giving up the big plays. Can we not agree on that? 100%. Beautiful. Number four, our own. Infamous Keith Butler. Now we we kind of briefly talked about him earlier, and you know feelings on this. He's with a system. Obviously, it's it's just status quo. Okay, we're out of the playoffs because of weak defense. Somebody inside the organization is that what we need? Outside to find for, for some, what do you want? What do you think, Big Tez? Oh yeah, I mean we have been, but you know sometimes. It's- it's good to look. They know they know the rules. They know how everything runs. So that could be that possibility. Now Butler has crafted and overseen and did a great job with our linebacker cores. And you know, no team big this plays a three-four like the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay, um, but I just I just don't see it. And in it, big surprise, the Arizona Cardinals are looking at keep thing. The one thing I like about this guy, Keith Butler, he's been very patient with Pittsburgh Steelers. There's many times, many, many times this guy, this coach, could have left the Pittsburgh Steelers because he's waiting for this one. But unfortunately, in my opinion, I don't know how much it counts or how much it weighs on, on the Steelers. I don't think, I think we need to go past them. And and uh, the, the guy, I'm, uh, number three on our list is Todd Bowles, Miami Dolphins. Now, the 48-year-old Super Bowl-winning safety for the Washington Redskins. Big deal, right? But he played for the defensive genius Richie Pettibone. Now, we all know this guy, right? He proved his worth with the 
Dolphins as a young assistant on the rise. He needs to be given the chance to show that he can do the entire defense. Now, here's the kicker, Big Tiz. He has experience with the 4-3 and 3-4 alignments that would make him an invaluable resource of defense knowledge and an excellent scheme designer. Your thoughts? Yeah, he's got the uh, the football knowledge and the things that the Steelers are looking for, and the Steelers are, well, at this point, because of the loss of LeBeau, lacking. So, I mean, that's not bad. I'm still kind of like with Butler, only because it's an in-house type of thing. He knows how the process goes with the Steelers, but the Steelers got to keep their search going. Number two on the list, Jack Del Rio. We all know he flopped as a head coach. You take nothing. You can't say because he you know, didn't do good as a head coach. He's going to do the thing as defensive corner. No, no. He he favors another guy. Favors the two gap four three defense. This may not be a possible scheme in the NFL, but give me here. Because his units has always been tough, savvy, and solid. Pretty much, you know, Steelers kind of style. And he also plays uh, designed to take away the big play capability of an offense that prefers to confuse quarterbacks with the wide coverages, kind of like what Tickle Bowl likes to do, throwing them zone blitzes or whatnot. But, but he has proven himself that this is successful. You know, Dickel Bowl has done it as well, but here anymore. And the number one off-season defensive quarter, I think we need, I, I like this guy, Steve Spagnola. Is. That's a huge one. He did some great things with the Giants when he was with them. And, I mean, he was with St. Louis for a bit, was their head coach. But, you know what, this guy, I believe he's still got that defensive prowess. And that's what the Steelers need. And, you know, I'm not sure if back was a 3-4 guy or a 4 guy, but more or less, I think the Steelers have that, that blend to go back to the fourth because of the lack of that secondary strength right now for the Steelers. And that's pretty huge. But I like L- let me tell you, Big Tez, it's funny. But this, despite a dismal end to his stint as head coach of the St. Louis Rams, Steve Spagnuolo is set to be one of the most sought-after defensive coordinators this season. His reputation as a defense. Where have we heard that before, Big Tez? <laughs> Dick LeBeau. Exactly. His matchful game plan, like you just said, to batter Tom Brady in submission in Super Bowl Forty Two. We all remember that. Game. He's an innovative schemer who, for for proving that catches can still get plenty with a four three front. Okay, he learned straight large great Jim Johnson. We all know who Jim Johnson is. If you're a football fan out there, you know he also created a fearsome pass rush wherever he has been. Designed people stifling the best quarterbacks in the game. There will be no source for suitors for Spags. I think I think the Steelers need to go out and get this guy, even though, you know, Mike Tomlin and the rest of the, the Roonies and everybody was was interviewing Keith Butler today. Good sign. But I think our number one chance, Steve Spagnola. All in. Let us know what you think, folks. Hey, guys, also, we wanted to talk quickly, real quick. Uh, Hall of Fame. Uh, the bus is in the Hall of Fame, and so is uh, Kevin Here Green. Here comes the bus. The ex-Steelers. <laughs> you know what? Text us. Let us know. What do you guys think? You think this will be the year that they get get in? Do you think the bus will get in this year, or Kevin Green? Well, being that he's a Pittsburgh Steeler now, uh, uh, 
Honestly, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, but my personal opinion, he needs to be there. I mean, coming from Notre Dame and going through his career, granted, he only has one Super Bowl. But you know what? How many thousands of other NFL players out there who have none? And and why he, he so should be in this in the Hall of Fame because is what he did or what my opinion is what a player does for your team what you can do for your team is that that's huge and yes what a Super Bowl okay for what he did and let me tell you we have a friend who's a Chicago Bear we won't mention any names who like really really dislikes when Jerome Bettis ran over I'm not even going to say his name. <laughs> but we all know who we're t- talking about in that season when Pittsburgh went and won the Super Bowl. He need- Kevin Green needs to be in there, too. Kevin Green, defensive end, huge, huge for the Pittsburgh. He reminds you know what? When I see Brett Kiesel running there, that's what I think of. Yeah, a, a, a young Brett Kiesel, Kevin Green. They both need to be in the hall. Black and gold, baby. Exactly. Guys, there you have it. Another show for Steeler Nation Live. Big tis, big old. We're going to try to do this maybe maybe twice a month, you know, during the off season, just to keep abreast of the news that's going on. Fresh. And we want you Steelers to know we're here to support you. Thanks again, you know, Fresh. to Steeler Rain doing his thing out there. You guys go check him out. Check out his website. I put it, put it up there on the board. You guys got to check him out. This guy's phenomenal. I love the site. It's a nice form. Check him out here. So, again, from Big Tiz, Big O. Also, let's touch base real quick. Who do you think he's going to win tonight's game this Monday night uh, with the Oregon Ducks and Ohio State? I, You know, I'm, I want Oregon to win this game, the Ducks, but, you know, they, they, they got this. I don't know why I hate them, but I want the Ducks to win it. Pushing the Ducks. Let's go, Ducks. Quack, quack, quack. All right. There you have it again. Still a nation Live, big. We'll see you in a couple weeks here on Still Nation Live. We'll let you know about the showtime and up. Thanks a lot for checking in. Big Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.